Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. 1841. New Orleans. Ground zero for the slave trade. How much? It's auction day. The day every slave fears the most. Greetings, family. Greetings. This is Mama Seven, um, National Director of Operations for the People's Black Panther Party under Chairman Yanga and Chief of Staff War. We have been doing a wonderful series. We're going to kick it off calling it Did You Know? And each week you have one of the Panthers of the People's Black Panther Party come forward and share some facts with you. I'm so excited about this opportunity. You know, we cannot share enough of our history. You know, when it comes to taking taking our history, our lives, our choices, our decisions into our own hands, it comes to things like this where we have to be responsible for teaching our youth. And this couldn't be coming from a more wonderful sister, my dear sister, Mom Makita, she is going to be giving us that into that inside connection, that that information, that all of that. So let's see if I can grab her on the line. Mom, Makita, are you there? I am. I am. Love and light, family. Awesome. Look, this is okay. your program. I am going to be hitting you. <laughs> but I really, you know, I'm really looking forward. I'm going to be taking some notes because I know how important this is. So. Thank you again for doing all that you do to bring information to our people, you know? All righty, all righty. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. This particular person is like, oh, goodness, when shall I start? I just need to call her Big Mama from the start. (laughs) So that's Big Mama, Ida B. Wells Barnett. And for those of us that are a little bit older, we should know a little bit about her. But for those that don't, I look forward to sharing this information. Um, One of the fun facts that I realized today, even though I've studied her in the past in undergrad, was that um, her birthday is July the 16th. So cancer season, baby. I can understand why she was so awesome. Because she was a cancer. Um, she was born in Holly Springs, Mississippi, and she transitioned in March of 1931 in Chicago, Illinois. While here, she made such a wonderful impact, not just as an investigative reporter, but as a researcher, as an activist, just as a wonderful person that cared about our community, cared about our people, and she took the things that she was able to do to benefit the masses. 
And I'm so grateful for everything that this ancestor has been able to do to help promote a better us. Yes, there's still work to do, but considering what this woman was able to do in 1862, I'm so grateful, you know. So I do want to start with another horrible thing that happened to her. We knew at this particular time, in this particular era, we had to sit in certain places and spaces. In May of 1884, she was headed to Nashville. And on her way to Nashville, a white man boarded this particular train, and she was told to give up her seat. She refused. She was aggressively removed from the train. And in the process, she bit the conductor. Why? Because she paid for her seat, and she was a lady, and giving her seat up for a man that was not going to work for her, and she decided to take a stand for herself. So we we talk about Mother Rosa Parks all the time, but there were so many other situations before that wherein our women had to take a stand. And this is one. Not only did she take that stand, but she actually sued the train company. She sued them, and she won. She had a $500 settlement. Now, unfortunately, that settlement later was overturned by a higher court, but just the fact that she was able to go through the initial process and win at the local level was a big deal for that time. Mama Ida, let me just provide you with some background information as well as far as her upbringing. She was the oldest daughter, and with her being the oldest daughter, it came with a lot of responsibilities. Her parents were very active, and her father actually, um, Mr. Jameswell, was a he was on the Freedmen's Aid Society, and he actually started Shaw University with others, of course. And now that is known as Rust College. And this is where she was able to pursue her education. Unfortunately, her mother, her father, and some of her siblings had died from yellow fever when she was 16 years old. So leaving her as the oldest sibling with younger sisters to care for, at such a young age, she was very, how can I say, she was very trained. Because I think, I do believe that watching the generation before her actively fight for their freedom, actively fight for a better community, actively fight for the rights that we all should be enjoying she was taught, she was trained to do certain things. So when this transpired and her family moved to her sister, her younger sisters and her, they moved to an aunt's home in Memphis, Tennessee. Now, as I stated, she was only 16 at the time. But she was smart enough to convince people that she was 18. 
And because she was able to convince them that she was 18 years old, she was able to secure employment as an educator at 18. Some of the hoops that they put our, our children through now with this type of test, that type of test, just to be an educator, and when you look at those that had these significant impacts in history, they graduated college by 14 and 15, had their doctorate by the time they were 18 and 20. So to have her at 16 dealing with this tragedy and losing a parent, still being responsible for her younger siblings, and for her to know that she had to do something so that she can contribute to the financial stability of her new household with her aunt and her, her siblings. She did what she needed to do. So for me, that that's just like black excellence all over the place that, listen, I'm going to do this. Despite the obstacles, I will figure out a way to do this. And that's what she did. Mama Ida, there's so much with her. It's just like I'm so excited and I'm really all over the place and I really just, I'm going to calm down a little bit. It's just because I'm just excited to be able to follow in her footsteps in a way in that being able to be an educator um, being able to do what I do in the community, to be to be able to have the beautiful title of a big mama, that's just an honor for me. So when I look at other big mamas and all the things that they were able to accomplish with limited resources, it's just inspiring to me to do even more. Now, with her being an educator, she genuinely had a love for writing. She, as I say, that she became an investigative journalist, and her investigations focus on things for us because she was an activist. She wrote about the lynchings. She wrote wrote about the racial um, injustices. She wrote about women's rights. She wrote about so much. I would like to share, <clears throat> excuse me, one of her quotes, well, a couple of her quotes. One of my favorites so far, because I'm always finding something um, more about her. It's just beautiful. Okay. <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry, it just kind of jumped all over the place. When she spoke about the lynchings, one of the quotes that, that she put out there was, brave men do not gather by thousands to torture and murder a single individual. So gagged and bound that he cannot make feeble resistance or defense. This is when she was constantly advocating, um, and she had a whole series about anti-lynching. When she kicked it up a notch, when one of her good friends 
it was actually three brothers who opened up a grocery store. And these brothers, because they had really good products, of course, good customer service, of course. So they started taking the customers away from the local white grocers. So, of course, there was conflict. And one incident led to it getting really violent between the brothers and um, the white counterparts. So they ended up getting arrested. While at the jail, a mob came, took all three of them from the jail, and lynched them. And one of them was her really good friend. So she started writing even more about the injustices, the, excuse me, this particular topic, when it, it when I was in New York, there was a store that this this white dude ran, and he had the postcards and all these articles about lynching. And when I walked into the store this particular, it, it, it was just by accident that I even went in that area. He was closing down that day. And I was younger, so I really didn't understand the importance of trying to find out where all of that would go and get additional information from him. But he had a store full of postcards where where our ancestors were being mutilated, and it was a party for them. So when I think about Mother Ida and what she did, and she used that pen, and she wrote, and she talked about it, and she made sure that she was able to disseminate that information to the masses. It just touches my heart in a different way. And I'm grateful for what she was able to do at that time. Now, because she wrote so much about it after this particular incident with her friends, she was threatened. They went to um, the newspaper that she was writing for. They busted up everything. Get thanks and praise, she was actually traveling at the time. So she was in another town. And, of course, news got to her what happened and how they destroyed um, her newsroom and everything and pretty much had a bouncing on her head. Like, if you return, this is what's going to happen to you. And still in, in the midst of that, she did not break. She was like bamboo. It's like, okay, I'm going to bend. I'm going to bend a lot because this is heavy, but I won't break. And she found other ways to be resourceful and to share that information with the masses. She was considered um, a muck-raking journalist. And that means... (laughs) that she was identified prior to World War I reform and exposed writing because she provided detailed, accurate, journalistic accounts of political and economic corruption as well as social hardships that were caused, caused by the powers that be. 
And because the industry was steadily, was rapidly um, changing at the time, she, she wasn't um, well-liked. That's, that's what I'll say for the, <laughs> the nicest way to put it. But that did not stop her. She continued to fight. She continued to take that paper and that pen, and she wrote. And she shared that information. And even though she was no longer physically in that location, that did not stop her from being influential. Over her career, she was able to write so many books. She wrote one in 19, excuse me, 1892 for Southern Horror. Um, exposing information about the Klan and things that they were doing. Later, she wrote another book called The Crusade for Justice. Some other books was The Red Record. And mind you, she did not just write about the injustices of this one location. She talked about wherever she was able to get information she talked about it, and she shared that information. And as she was one of the founding members to the <clears throat> excuse me, National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, and I'm still a lifetime member with them because I do appreciate some of what they were able to do. I know now <laughs> there's so much more, but at that time in my life, being able to do something was better than doing nothing. And I do appreciate the sacrifices that so many made for us because we are genuinely, we are our ancestors' wildest dreams. To be able to have this platform, to be able to talk about these topics, to be able to honor them through education, it's just a beautiful thing. I'm going to also provide you with the titles of um, a few more of her books because she had one that she wrote on lynching, and that's the title, on lynching. She had another one, Mob Rule in New Orleans. The Arkansas Race Riot. And then there are various um, smaller collections of different articles and essays that she she had written over her lifetime, and they're composed um, in a book. A lot of these books you're, you'll be able to find on Amazon or preferably a black-owned bookstore so you can promote some local businesses to get that additional information about things that she had written. Another quote that she had, and I love this quote, because I, I think we talked about it indirectly on so many different occasions. She wrote, the appetite grows for what it feeds on. The appetite grows for what it feeds on. So if you're just sitting there feeding the pity, the doubt, the anger, then that's all that's growing in you. But if you say, you know what, I'm going to be better today than I was yesterday. I'm going to continue to make a way out of no way. 
I'm going to agree to disagree and work with people who have similar interests. I'm going to have the tough conversations in our communities as far as things that we need to do differently, wherein we're not waiting for other people to save us. If we start feeding that part of us, can you imagine what we will be able to accomplish? I can. And it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Not at all. And we all know doing this work, it is not easy at all. But is it worth it? Absolutely. Because we stand on their shoulders. We stand on her shoulders. We stand on the shoulders of so many people that sacrifice everything for us. Without seeing our face, they just knew that the the next generation and the generation after had to be in a better condition than what they were going through. And for that, I'm grateful. So we owe it to ourselves, to our future, and to all those shoulders that we stand on to do better today than what we were doing yesterday. Mother Ida, she did get married, and that's how she ended up, you know, with that hyphenated name, Barnett, um, because she and her husband understood the importance of being that wonderful power couple, of raising a family. So she ended up having four children with her husband, Herman. And, excuse me, not Herman, Ferdinand, the son's name was Herman. It was Alfreda, Herman, Charles, and Ida. So in the midst of being this every woman, (laughs) in the midst of having bounties on her head, in the midst of advocating, in the midst of being a part of a new understanding for our communities, she understood the importance of family. She understood the importance of marriage. She understood the importance of raising her children to know their history and to be a part of the future. So, again, for that, I'm so grateful for her. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> One another quote that she had that that I like when she was writing about the injustices, she said, "The doors of the churches, hotels, concert halls, and reading rooms are alike closed against the Negro as a man." But every place is open to him as a servant. I'm going to say that one again. The doors of the churches, hotels, concert halls, and reading rooms are alike closed against the Negro as a man. But every place is open to him as a servant. 
the honesty in that statement at that time to say it, (laughs) mean it, and for those words to be used to inspire people to look at their condition. You have a choice. She didn't say, I need you to do everything, but I needed you to do something. I needed you to be a part of the solution. I needed you to be able to agree to disagree, but understand that we deserve better than what they are offering us. And again, through her writing, these are things that she was able to do. Excuse me. When I spoke previously about her being, you know, big mama, unofficial superwoman, she spoke about how some of her weeks ago, I mean, she still had those same home responsibilities as everyone else. So she spoke about coming home every Friday afternoon, riding the six miles on the back of a big old mule. She talked about spending her Saturdays and her Sundays washing and ironing and cooking for her children. And then preparing to go back and teach come Sunday afternoon. So it was never a case of her not handling her at-home responsibilities, but she figured out a way to have balance. She and her king figured out a way to make it happen. They figured out a way to work together where she was still able to do what the Most High had (laughs) designed for her to do and take care of her home. But that took them working together. That took a team. And that's part of what we need to focus on in this generation. You don't have to do it all alone. I'm so looking forward to, like, the next Big Mama's house and we talk about the importance of the, the power couples. And it wasn't always about who had all this money and all this property and all of this. No, it's about who worked together. Who you saw representing each other. Who you saw looking out for all the children in the neighborhood. Family, we need this again. And we can have it again if we want it. If we want it. But again, it goes back to her previous quote. What are you feeding? Which version of yourself are you feeding? Are you feeding that angry person that wants to just, uh, I'm so defeated. You know, they won't let me do this. They won't let me do that. They won't, they won't, they won't, they won't. Or are you going to feed that other side? 
are you going to work consistently with the other half of the power couple? Are you going to do it together? Are you going to teach your children together? Are you going to agree to disagree and still come back together and make things happen? We have to hold the mirror up to our faces, family. We have to look at some of the stuff that we're doing that's just out of order. We have to understand the importance of forgiveness, not just of others, but of ourselves. We have to understand the importance of being kind and gentle with ourselves so that we can forgive and we can move forward and put that energy and feed what we need to feed so we can be better for the community. We have to, family. Because if we're sitting there waiting for somebody else to do it for us, We'll still be waiting. (laughs) We'll still be waiting. We have enough knowledge between us. We have more than enough skill sets between us. There's so much wisdom. And again, I'll go back to this platform. We have kings on this platform that provide us with education. We have kings on this platform that keeps us abreast of what's going on right here, right now, and how to protect ourselves in this climate. We have kings on this platform doing wonderful things, grateful for it. So let's rock it together the way we're supposed to be as the power couples we're supposed to be. The sisters don't have to do it by themselves. The brothers don't have to do it by themselves. We should be coming together and making this happen together so that we can get further along. We have to do better, family. We have to. So when I look at all the wonderful things that Mama Ida was able to do and I smile and my my heart is happy and as a woman I look and I'm like, okay, I, I can see now how she was able to balance it out. In my younger years, it was like, what? No way. Now with the wisdom, with the trial and error, <laughs> with making the choice to feed the better version of myself, I can see Because it wasn't about being perfect. It wasn't about appeasing everybody because she made quite a few people upset. And what? That's what big mamas do. We're still going to tell you, no matter how upset you get, still going to we'll tell you with love. We'll feed you afterwards. We'll give you some good old country currency. Here's a plate of food. Eat. But we're still going to tell you when you're wrong. Family, we need to be able to pick up that mirror. We need to be able to look at it. We need to be able to say, brother, sister, tighten up in this area because you can do better. Forgive this person over here so you can work together. 
Come on, somebody. If she was able to do all these wonderful things, if she was able to stand up for us when we didn't want to stand up for ourselves, if she was able to put her life on the line, if she was able to work with people, and she had some ideological differences, but still was able to come together because at the end of the day, it was about the community. It's about what we needed as people. If she was able to do that then, stopping us now. Is it your ego? Sit down somewhere. We don't have time for that. Time is of the essence. (laughs) There's a sense of urgency. We have to teach these younger generations. I can sit there and I can keep on going with all her accomplishments, but I have to leave a little bit out because I need those little tiny humans, these little millennials, younger people, do some research. I don't need you to just Google everything. It's okay. But go ahead and go old school and get some of them hard books. Get you a little highlighter right in the lines. Do something so that you can share that knowledge in the future with future generations. See the bigger picture. If I can get everything online, then I can manipulate the truth. But if you can get some of those original versions and have your own libraries so that when those younger people come to you in the future, you can be able to say, wait a minute, you see what they have here? That part is inaccurate because here's the actual hard copy. So, again, it was manipulated. We have to pay attention. We have to pay attention. We have to see this bigger picture. And that means we need to have some uncomfortable conversations. We have to be able to say, you know, King Man, tighten up right here. Sisters, tighten up right here. We have to be able to forgive each other. No one is saying forget. No one is ever saying forget. We're saying forgive so we can promote this healing process. It takes the two to heal each other. We need each other. There's just a certain rhythm that we have when we work together. It's beautiful. We have to stop being scared of each other. We have to understand that everyone is coming with baggage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're com- we're all coming with baggage. Find you someone that is worth you unpacking your bags. And put the work in so we can work together and work on these bigger pictures. There's so much out here to do. Our young people aren't just looking at what we say. They're looking at what we do. They're looking at 
I can sit here and I can blame the system, the system, the man, the man all day long. I have enough to say. I've had enough experiences to share. Oh, I can take my lemons and make me some honey sweet lemonade for these babies to feast on. I decided to feed that side. Get my 2% here. Get my 20% here. Take a little breather. Go back. Invest in these tiny humans. Our children are growing up thinking they have to do so much in order to make a significant difference. And then when I'm going through stuff, I'm saying, no, 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 no. This person graduated at this age. And they're like, no, they could not have done. Oh, yes, they did. So it became my responsibility to turn that situation into a teachable moment. So find that little brother, that little sister. Teach them something. We love to say each one teach one. That's nice, but you know it's a sense of urgency. Grab ten and win. Grab ten and win. Something so start a study group. Start a study group. I can't. They they share so much wisdom on these shows on this platform. I'm grateful for them. And I, I am so grateful. But when you're not on this platform, there are still other little situations. So let's find other little places to fill these pockets by sharing this with them. We have to do this, family. And when we look at all the sacrifices that were made for us, all the things that people were able to do so that we can have this opportunity, so that we can have these discussions, so that we can share this knowledge and information without fear. Again, we are their wildest dreams. I'm requesting that... Big Mama 7 joins me again. All righty. I is right here enjoying the conversation. Thank you, my dear. You know, I did not realize that Mama Wells, you know, I didn't realize all that she did. And um, I like the fact. She's a bad mama jamma. (laughs) and, And everybody gets different lessons from different people, you know. I know for those that have heard one Big Mama show, you know how important parenting is. You know, we stress Mm -hmm. the importance of parenting, of education, of building, of all of this. We stress it because it's important. And then to turn Mm -hmm. around and to know that, you know, she was still determined to be that woman in her home, in her community, uh, that's a lot. That's a lot. 
And mm-hmm. then really what it tells me is that ain't no excuse to not produce. You know what I'm saying? There's no okay. reason <laughs> why we're not getting done some of the basic things we're getting done because we have computers that do so much work for us. We have uh, technology. We got all kinds of things to help us get done what we got to get done. And they had so much less and sometimes did so much more with their less, you know. So Mm -hmm. it's 100% inspiration for me, um, not just to continue my walk, but also to wake up some people and be like, hey, did you know? You know what I'm saying? That's the whole purpose of this. we got to stop having our history dictated and explained by other people. You know what I'm saying? We have okay. to be the ones to say, this is our history, and this is what she means to me. You know, let's take this personal. This can be personal, you know? So um, 100%, I'm, I'm loving the show. I, I'm loving, you know, and we want to give the men folks the opportunity to shine on the men folks. But, you know, uh, I don't think there's ever enough uh, information, emphasis, love out the women that did this work every day. You know what I'm saying? For the women that were mm-hmm. like, look, I'm doing this regardless, regardless of what they say, regardless of the cost, mm-hmm. regardless of any of it. I'm going to be this person. I'm going to stand up for my rights. I'm going to do all this. And so, yeah, I'm I'm all in over here. You know what I'm saying? Because I know what it takes to be a big mama. And I'm I'm sitting here, you know, trying my best to hold it down because I want 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 50 years from now, I want people to research and say, hey, look, this is what they were doing. They were educating themselves about themselves. They weren't waiting That's for, right. you know, somebody else to send out a black history fact. They they were their own black history fact. And we got to really get back to that, you know? Mm-hmm. My first course, <laughs> course where I was able to truly study someone other than Dr. Mm-hmm. King. Um, yeah, was yeah. in undergrad school. Yeah, it was in undergrad school because my minor was African studies. So if it wasn't yeah. for that, <laughs> I yeah. would not have gotten all that information so quickly. But uh-huh. I was I was a sponge. I I need I wanted it. What What do you mean? You uh-huh. Yes. 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 I know. Attending an HBCU, and I'm so proud. My um, oldest son is attending an HBCU, and we're trying to get that baby signed up to say his Aggie pride mm-hmm. right now. But, um, you know, mm-hmm. going to these HBCUs, a lot of them are historical. Uh, they're living museums and living monuments to what we do when we put ourselves, put our heads together. And so, and a lot of them mm-hmm. are holding a lot of history there as to who attended the school and, and everything else like that. So when you when we talk yeah. about black history and education, we had a black history education. And I know Solomon, who's currently in school still, had a his one of his freshman classes 
were black history, was a black history study class, and not just black history in general, it was black history according to Savannah State and all the things that happened historically at Savannah State. And I thought that was so important that they, oh yeah, that they not only brought in the history, but they made it personal. And then they ended the class with, you know, really challenging them and letting them know, look, you are now a part of this history. You are now part of this. And so, you know, when I when I hear these great women and the work that they did and the excellence in which they did it in, I mean, I, I, there are a lot, there are a lot mm-hmm. of people working, but there's not a lot of people that are working with an excellence, you know. Um, her, her, yeah. I, I like to write. I'm not a writer, though, you know. Mm-hmm. It's painful for me to do it. it. It hurts, I swear. You know, I love writing and I love expressing myself, but I ain't even that good at it. So for mm-hmm. back in those days, to have that level of excellence to be recognized and um, to to really have a a place in history where your words are documenting actual facts and, and documenting, mm-hmm. you know, things that can't be documented in other places, you know, the the weight, the responsibility, and the honor of that is unbelievable. Absolutely. Because if you leave it up to them, they're, they're going to be changing so much of our oh, yeah. reality. So if we are not documenting yeah. that. I, I was in a, an African studies class, and they was like, oh, okay. Well, this, uh, they took a whole chunk of Africa away, and I'm sitting there looking like, yeah, where's the rest of it? (laughs) Oh, no. It's so disrespectful. This, this, and that. It was, and I had to say something. So I kind of got kicked out of the class, but I didn't care. Yeah. Because I had to tell the younger people that were in there, study. You'll have children one day. Tell your children the truth. Look in their books. If you see stuff that they had something saying oh, that um were indentured servants. No. Yeah. They were no. educators, farmers, doctors, herbalists that were enslaved. It was yeah. a systematic process of enslavement. Absolutely. They didn't just wake up and say, Ah, come come on. So you have yeah. to have these conversations with these babies. You have yeah. to turn these situations it's a teachable moment. Even the uncomfortable so conversations. Yeah, exactly. Even the uncomfortable conversations. We have to use the word slave. We have to. I hate mm-hmm. the word. I hate what it implies. Mm-hmm. I hate what it what it meant. I hate what it looked like. But we have to use that word so that the youth can know, baby, they were not this. It wasn't a matter of Mm-mm. equal rights for equal pay. It wasn't a matter of they had to work long hours. This was chattel Mm-mm. slavery, okay? You need to understand yep. that this was horrible, deplorable, the worst that you can even possibly imagine then worse. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so we have to really educate our youth, um, not just the youth either, you know, don't be ashamed if Some you don't know these names. Don't be ashamed if you don't, if you don't know these names. Don't be ashamed if you didn't know the history. This is why we're doing this. 
we're doing this on purpose. You know, everybody, these names, you may not know all these names. Some of these may be unsung heroes. You know, some of these, um, some of these people that are going to be highlighted may only be known in certain areas or whatever. It doesn't matter. I don't care how you feel about it. Allow yourself to be exposed and educated. That is the purpose of Mm -hmm. what we're doing. And so don't feel that kind of way if you don't know. This is the reason why we do it, so you can know. And so that you know from Mm -hmm. a reliable source. And so, you know, this is true black history. And this ain't going to just be Mm -hmm. for February. This is period. We got Thank enough you. people to fill up years. <laughs> oh, yeah, years long. Years of history. Yes, yes. So this is not yeah, no February type of deal. This this is a we're going to do this until the wheels fall off kind of deal because it's so important. Mm-hmm. It's so important that we stop and take the time to recognize our heroes, to recognize the ones that set examples for us and set examples for our children. Mhm. And for those of you that are still blessed to have elders, you know, that can remember some of the foolishness, as I say it so nicely, <laughs> record them. Document Absolutely. it. So that when those younger generations realize, you know what, I really need to know my history, you can be like, wait, 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 I got something for you. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. These are, and, and, these are, and don't these are worry her words. about them. This was her and, and experience. Yeah, and don't worry about elders, about the young people not doing it. They will. I promise you they will. Mm-hmm. Something's going to yeah. strike them, a movie, um, uh, a growth spurt, you know, a maturity spurt, whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. Don't be surprised, but the youth will ask. They will come around. So don't act mm-hmm. like they're never going to do it and, yeah, we know they're different. They're real different. I bet you we were different. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I can tell you, like, in the last six months, I've had several of my nieces and nephews and great nieces and nephews come to me asking questions. So I saw, you know, I, I posted some stuff. I posted something about my father. And I'm like, some of these things that you're doing are innately in your DNA. And it, yep. it was so so surprising, and they were like, oh, my goodness, auntie, I didn't know this, I didn't know that, because he had transitioned so young. But in his 49 years that he was here, he did so much for the community. He did so much. So for them to look at the things that they're interested in and the reasons why they're interested in, and they were able to make that ancestral connection, they were like, it makes sense, <laughs> you know, so being able to provide that information, share that knowledge is very important. And some of our kids are like, they're sitting next to icons all the time, and they just yep. don't realize what that person might have done, the sacrifices that person might have made. So it is up to us who know a little bit. You know, some days I know something. It's up to us <laughs> to share that information. Right. right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and so we're going to charge everyone. We're holding ourselves accountable by putting that mirror up and saying, what can I do today to make things better mm-hmm. than yesterday? Something. 
This has been a wonderful show. I'm happy that I, you I started this you. series. Yes, yes. I'm so happy. Yeah, I could you know, And you started it off with, my, with Mama Harriet. Man, listen. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you That's know. right. And now, and, I mean, it, it's so important that we do this. It, it's simple. You know, mm-hmm. like you said, I've always known about her. Uh, uh, Mama Harriet has been driving my life for a minute now, okay? <laughs> and so... You know, when I was talking, it was so natural. I I loved it. I love sharing not just who she was, but who she was to me. You know, and and having that mm-hmm. that relationship and allowing other young people look. I I know they have transitioned, but you can still have a relationship with them. You can still know what mm-hmm. it's like and and to walk through those steps and and to really really hold those experiences sacred because a lot of times, especially that, that generation, that older generation, when they were doing things, they were doing it in the right now, but they weren't doing it for mm-hmm. right now. You know, they were doing it for the say it again. Even this. Please say that again. Even this. Please. We're doing Please it say that in the again. right now, but we're not doing it for the right now. We're doing this for the future, you know. I want mm-hmm. my voice to be documented, sharing wisdom about the great women that helped shape our African-American experience. I want to be part of that, you know, and, and I hope that more and more people are going to start to recognize, hey, look, we, we're going to get some knowledge here. We're going to get some wisdom here. We're going to get some education here and really know that we're trying to help build and bring and be a part of something extremely positive and necessary for our youth. So, you know, this is this is the life. This is the life that we mm-hmm. live. This is the life that our parents chose to live. And I know it's only a matter of time for our children come full circle and start to be doing the work that we're doing. Mm-hmm. And you know what? You you stated that we're trying. We're not. We're striving because we're doing Amen. it. Amen. We we're are. Striving. <laughs> we're striving every day to be better than what we were yesterday. We don't have to Amen. be perfect. We don't have to do everything, but we're striving to do something. And that's our charge that's to right. everyone. What, what are you doing when the cameras aren't there? Okay. What are you doing when the microphone has shut off? What okay. are you doing, boo? Just ask me. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. We need to know. We need to know. Because, we always, we know, always to ourselves. Like uh, Gil Scott said, the revolution will not be televised. You know, we, we hmm. got to get this in now, Okay. <laughs> okay. The revolution mm-hmm. will not be televised, so we we got to bring mm-hmm. it to you, you know, the best way we know how. Mhm. Mhm. I'm so honored to be a part of this series. When I was thinking about it, I mean, I had a list of people. I was like, Oh my goodness, what about this one? What about that one? Oh wait a minute, this one and this one. And I'm like, Okay, okay, 
I'm so excited. It's like I wanted to do everything in the New York Minute, but it was like, no, right. everyone deserves their their spotlight. That's right. Because they did it for us without knowing how we would look. But just knowing that we were going to come and we were going to need it, and they laid the foundation. Yep. And I'm so grateful. Amen. Okay. Okay. I'm because so without grateful. them, we don't have that. Okay. You know, they <laughs> laid such a strong foundation. Not at all. But I know one thing for sure. I am looking forward to Big Mama's house when we talk about these power couples. Hey. Okay. Hey, and what people did outside the bedroom. Yeah, I said it. Yeah. Because okay. it was work to be okay. done, and they did it. They did it. Absolutely. It didn't have to be perfect. Absolutely. But they did it. Mm-hmm. And we always see mm-hmm. the future to see that black love. We owe it to That's them right. to see that, you know, all this this stuff that you are overwhelmed with on social media or, you know, or what's that? What's that show? Maury, you're not the father. You're not the father. Uh-huh. Come on now. They need to see some. We need to show them, oh, yes, he is. He's the king man. He did that. Uh-huh. He stood up. He took full ownership, and guess what? I was fine with it. Our babies need to see uh-huh. that. They don't see it enough. They okay. don't. So I'm so looking forward to that show. That's going to be fun. Okay. Yay. Sunday, 8 o'clock. <laughs> Sunday. We'll be here That's sharing fine. all the information. Mm-hmm. All right. So you got Striving a for a better to... tomorrow. So, family, we do want to thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being a wonderful part of the People's Black Panther Party for self-determination. Power to all the right. people. That's all power to the people. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.